0: Hey, y'all, and welcome to Recovery Real Talk. Nothing changes if nothing changes. I am a grateful alcoholic addict. My problem is Teddy, and I'll be your tour guide on this bozo bus that's just trying to stay sober and keep it between the ditches. I want to welcome you all and to let you know how humbled we are that you've taken out your time to give us a listen. If you're already a subscriber, thanks, and welcome back. If this is your first time, it's great to have you with us. Please take a second. And hit subscribe, like us, and share us if you dig what we're trying to say. We are so grateful that you guys are all here. We hope that our little show is going to be fun, insightful, but most importantly, real. We are here to be of service to those who are in a program of recovery or those of you who may just be tired of playing the same silly games expecting different prizes. We hope to share our experience, strength, and hope with you that you too may recover from a hopeless state of mind and body. Just a quick FYI, by no means and most assuredly do we not speak for AA, NA, CA, or any 12-step program as a whole. You are free to agree or disagree with anything we say as you see fit. In fact, if we do say anything that can't be reconciled with the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous or the 12 and 12, we suggest you stop, don't pay attention to anything we say. And then please send help because one of us have lost our damn mind again. This is real talk about recovery. So if you're offended by a little bad language, we're sorry. Just consider yourself warned. Now y'all ready? Let's go. Hey guys and welcome to another episode of Recovery Real Talk. If nothing changes if nothing changes. Man, we are so blessed today to um, have a guest in the studio that man is one of my heroes. You know, uh, uh, he is uh you talk about walking the walk and talking the talk. Um he does. Um I you know, is an he's he is an aspiration and an inspiration to me in my recovery and he has had an incredible effect on how I look at the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, how I look at a relationship with the higher power that I understand. And, man, and I greatly appreciate him, him taking out the time of his busy schedule. Guys, thank you so much. If this is your first time or you're coming back for more, I couldn't tell you how grateful we are to have you guys here today. So, Dan, if you don't mind, man, introduce yourself.
1: Hey everybody, I'm Dan. I'm an alcoholic. I introduced myself as Dan Alki. A lot of people <laughs> might buy that. There you go. But uh, my sobriety date's one twenty one oh two.
0: Well, there you have it. And man, I will I will I will tell you this, brother. Um I know your story and I have had the the opportunity to to spend, you know, a, a lot of time um with you on one on one and you know, in, in the rooms, but I will I will I will tell you this, guys, that uh you know, if, if there, there, there's a, a real dude that loves people, that loves service and loves the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, we have him here. So Dan, I'm going to ask you a couple questions that we ask, you know, every one of our guests um, and it just kind of, you know, let the listeners get to know you a little bit better. And so, you know, let's just kick it off with um, Bud, what's your favorite movie of all time? And what do you think it says about you?
1: Oh, man, that's a tough one, Teddy. Um, but I will tell you, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou is the first one that comes to mind.
0: George Clooney. That's a good one, man. That's a good one. You know, um, and I wish I played guitar like that guy did.
1: You know. Um, that's actually Allison Krauss. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. She did that. She did that, that with him. Yes, sir. So um, let me ask you a question. Um, if you could go back to the 18-year-old Dan um, and give him a word of advice, what would that be?
1: Man, it would just simply be, you know, it's okay. You're right where you're at. You're okay. And, uh, you know, you're right where God wants you to be. And uh, just relax and enjoy your life, you know. that
0: That's, you know, the, the thing is, is, you know, there's been constant you know, messages through through every one of, of these episodes. And and that's that was that's definitely one of them. You know, I was lucky enough to hear a guy speak and he said, you know, everything's OK. It's just our job to know it. And that that um, really, it really, you know, means a lot. So what's been going in your, on in your life recently that you did not or you didn't expect?
1: Well, here recently, I'd have to say my daughter moving back in with me. You know, she's been on a journey. Um, But what's been really cool is she has been – she went away on a trip. She moved to Arizona for a little bit, uh, Sydney Joe. And, uh, you know, she's been having some tough times. She's a lot like me and her mom. And um, when she got back, it just seems to me that she's had a greater understanding of the whole picture of what's going on with life. And, you know, it's just beautiful. And uh, so I would say that that would be the first thing that would come to mind. Unexpected, the relationship that we're having, the fun that we're having, and uh, you know, we're just doing doing the deal. You know,
0: I mean, that's it's incredible to hear. I'm glad um, Sydney Joe's back, um, and you know, it's it's so cool. It's just you know, it, it takes what it takes for for all of us to get a little bit of taste of independence, get a little bit of taste of. You know, doing things, and um, you know, I know, I know your wife Amy, and she is a saint. You know, and um, man, I'm so happy for both of you guys. It's uh, for the whole family. You know, um, so what's been on your mind, um, you know, in the last couple of days that you hope to share with our listeners today?
1: You know, I would say that uh, don't don't stop. You know, uh, search, seek. You know, find this God, you know, and um, and do this deal, and and embrace this spirituality of this program, and this life, you know, and you know we walk in and we get a few simple directions to follow, like, you know, get up in the morning, get out of bed, and go to work, you know, and and uh, life starts changing, you know, we we start working through these steps, and we we start listening to somebody for once instead of arguing, and um, so just uh, we're just getting, you know, this this big book, this program is just scratching the surface, you know, and we need to continue to dive deep so you know don't don't cut yourself
0: short well you know I mean and that's a it's a really cool statement because you know as our listeners know you know i've I've talked about it before of I had always been in the find mindset you know in my entire life it, it was you know seeking you'll find you know and it had been destination minded and through this program I, I've learned how to honor the seeking and honor the journey. Um, as long as I'm willing to you know, to do that and to do the work and to 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 continue to search, um, you know the idea behind it is is you know this is not a, a graduate. This isn't a class where we're going to graduate, and it gives us the opportunity to continue to seek to know, to, you know, to get a better understanding and have a better relationship with our higher power. Wouldn't you agree? So, Dan, what does your morning routine look like? My morning routine? Well, I've been a little lazy lately. Um,
1: I get up about 4.15 or 4.20, and uh, I I go out uh, RPM, rise, pee, meditate, right? Uh, <laughs> take take a leak and then fire up the coffee maker and uh, feed the animals uh, and get them quieted down. And, and then I have my morning quiet time. I spend about, you know, probably, probably basically right at 25 minutes. Now it's, it's, it's dwindled down from a full hour or full 45 minutes to about 25 minutes. But, uh, you know, I center up, I read, uh, I have a whole bunch of books. Um, I got a little shelf built in right next to my table there. I just got to reach out, grab them. And, and, uh, I do that and I do that every morning, you know, every single morning I do that. That's the first thing I do. If I'm not at home, I got my literature with me. And, uh, that's the first thing I do when I get up.
0: And, you know, we asked, you know, I asked that question to all of our, our, our listeners, but, you know, I kind of want to go a little bit deeper in that because, you know, Dan, really and truly, what, what, I, I, what I have, it's been in my experience that I've learned is, you know, when we take that time and we wake up and we, you know, we pray, and we, we meditate, um, we're literally doing the first three steps. Am, am, am I right in, in assuming that? Absolutely.
1: You know, I'm, I'm offering myself to God to be used by him. So I got plans and designs for the day. And uh, the thing I'm doing is I'm leaving it open-ended, right? With your will, not mine be done. If I leave it open-ended like that, if I get slammed with something during the day, well, then I say, well, I guess I'm going in this direction now. I don't have to kick and scream and fight. Um, I can go along peacefully. You know, the thing about it is it's funny as I make plans, right? And you've heard this. God laughs, right? The reason why He's laughing is you're going along, whether you're going along peacefully or screaming and hollering. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that.
1: Right? I do. No,
0: I, re- I resemble that remark in all reality. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: well, trust me, brother. I've I've ran. I mean, I've kicked and screamed and and hollered, and I fought for years. You know, and I'm not fighting, you know, anymore. You know, and it's beautiful.
0: but well, you know, and 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 the greatest thing about it is, is you know, the more and more that we You know, we practice these principles in all of our affairs. You know, the easier that that gets, it doesn't take a, you know, a two-by-four anymore to to get my attention, you know, and and it did for so many, you know, so long. So, you know, hey, Dan, what is the one thing um, that you think the majority of people get wrong about AA?
1: You know, back to this this, uh, topic of um, coming in, working the steps, and then just kind of stopping, you know, um, step 11, and everybody wants to do step 12. They're going out helping people, right? That's the thing. But this step 11, you know, the spiritual part of this program, it it asks us, it's the very beginning, like I say, but it asks us to enlarge and perfect our, our relationship with God. So I hear so many times, so many old timers with multiple um, decades of sobriety, and they'll sit there and they'll say, well, I don't know who God is. I don't know what he is, but I'm good. And, and for me, I think, you know, after especially reading the language of the heart, what Bill wrote in his 20, 24 years of sobriety, he said, something's missing. He said, I've been doing 12-step work. He said, I've been sober since step one, and it's been great. He said, but something's lacking. He said, what is it? Well, it's step 11, practicing step 11. He said, I haven't even given any, any uh, thought to my rudimentary advice on this subject. So what did he do? He sought out more, and uh, he started reading more. And, and along the lines of maybe, hey, the clergy's the one that got this thing started. Maybe they got something.
0: Instead of arguing, going to argue with them, now I'm going to listen. You know, this, and this is the thing, and and again, I, I want to stay here a little bit because, you know, we, you know you're know, here in the rooms of AA, and what I, th- I believe is is really, you know, kind of splashed over is that 10 11 and 12 are maintenance steps what do you f- i mean because to me at least i'm 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 learning you know now that you know those are the the almost the largest growth steps that i could have you know i mean so could you you know kind of go over a little bit of how that 10 11 and 12 aren't maintenance steps well when i'm wrong promptly admitted it right
1: that's a that's a new habit that I have to have, right? I mean, I it's it's you call it you call it maintenance, but that's got to be a way of life for me because if I can justify my character defects, well guess what? Next thing, you know, I can probably justify taking a drink because you know, I can rationalize and justify it, right? Right. So, you know, that's that is one in this this relationship with God in step 11. I mean, so that's step 10, step 11 is this relationship with God, you know. I need to be building this. I need to depend on him. I need to shoulder into and understand a little bit about what's what he's about, you know, and uh, and what he would have me do, right? That's, I mean, to me, that's a way of life. It's not maintenance to live a way of life. And then, of course, doing what we're doing right now, sitting together, this is 12-step work. Um, Teddy, you're, you're doing a beautiful job, by the way, right back at you, brother. Um, I was concerned when you were going to start doing this. I thought, well, I hope Teddy's not taking off too much, you know. But what a beautiful setup you got here. And uh this is right up, you know, this is your deal, right? So this is your twelve step work. So this is not the end all be all I know because you work with sponsees, but you know what I'm saying, this is a good part of it. So
0: um yeah. Thank you, brother. No, I mean it means a lot. So you know, when was the first time that you thought that AA might be a might be the answer? Well, I would have to say that when I was 18 years
1: old and I was locked up uh, in California Youth Authority, that there was a, somebody who brought a meeting. I don't remember what they talked about. I remember I had to read something. I don't remember if it was NA or AA, but that planted a seed in my mind that there was a place for people to go. And you know, for me, I, that that you know, that's what comes to mind. That's what the first time. And man, I'm telling you what that was. That was early on. I mean, I was four. Let me see. I was uh, started when I was about twelve. You know, so I was four to six years into this thing of uh, of addiction and alcoholism. But that was the the thing that comes to mind about the first time I thought it might work. Now, I didn't. I didn't go out and practice. I didn't. You know what I'm saying? It <laughs> sure. wasn't. I wasn't done yet. But uh, I had the thought that it might work.
0: Well, you, you know, and. You know, where are you originally from? Well, I
1: grew up in the Bay Area in California, uh, the San Francisco Bay Area, East Bay. Um, I was born in a town called Richmond, and right next door to it's a town called Pinole, Um, and so that's where I grew up at, in uh, the Bay Area.
0: Well, you know, I mean, as as our listeners know, you know, um, relapse is a part of my story, and I know your story, and it's a part of yours. And I kind of want to get a little bit more into that in, 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 in a little bit. But I do understand that, um, you know, is, is for, from my standpoint, that, you know, that nothing changes if nothing changes. Um, it was just something that I had heard, you know, in, in, a, in a treatment facility probably, you know, 15 years ago. Um, and the the calling you know for me i you know I call five five alcoholics every day before five and nobody's told me to stop you know and that's the, the the thing that it's just those little bitty seeds that you know continue I believe that God has those to continue to whenever we're ready and we're willing to turn everything over that they begin to bear fruit or that they begin to take life um and and, and it's not you know, on the stony ground or what have you it, it's it's just here it is it might not be for right now but you you know this is going to be very pertinent in, in 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 your life down the road um what's been the biggest challenge in recovery um for you and what did you learn about it hmm the biggest challenge for me was finding
1: center between my relationship with God, I have a couple of. I have a. a, a I'm actually a, a Baptist minister, um, and so the balance for me was early was: Do I need to go to Christ-centered twelve-step recovery programs? Do I need to go to just AA? Do I need to just go to church and be with my 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 prayer? you know, do I just need to work with newcomers and new people, you know? And, and so that was finding balance. Um, that was very difficult for me because I didn't know, um, what I should do. The solution to that was I went to, a was, Brazos Riverside conference down in, um, um, down South here in Texas. And I'm down there and there was a, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Paul, he was, uh, he's an Indian guy, and he was talking about a natashnika. It's an Indian word for the connectedness. And uh, for some reason, man, it just, uh, bam, it hit me. hit me right between the eyes that, that for me, my custom-tailored program of recovery for Dan Gill is all of the above. And so I continue all of the above. Um, and, uh, man, I'll tell you what, I got a full life, but that right there was a lot of time. I, I didn't know, you know, whether I should go to this direction or that direction, but it's, uh, it's all good, man. You know, and, and I get to help people. I get to bring people from there to here and here to there. And like I say, you know, where I'm at, you know, come Thursday nights, you know, where I'm at Tuesday nights, you know, I have certain specific nights of the week that, uh, I'm at certain places. And, uh, what I tell people is, Hey. You want what I got, you do what I do and come on let's go. And uh <laughs> well I'll that's tell it. you,
0: you know, I mean that's that's so refreshing to hear because, you know, we 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 all have to understand that you know this program is customizable. You know, other other than, you know, you know it's not customizable when you when your sponsors you know suggest something. We suggest that you might you, you might have a better chance at doing it you know at what your sponsor says. but the idea of, of it, it it might not be because you know AA, we, as we say, we don't have a copyright on recovery and if you can recover and you know with another 12step program or, or whatever, our hats are off to you. But you know being able to do those things and find that balance, um, you know, can be challenging because you're drawn, you know, I mean, not just drawn from other, other people, places and things, but drawn from your heart, you know, from there. And so my, you know, my hat's off to you, brother, because I know how much work you you, you put in, in all of those. And, you know, I admire, I admire that. And I just kind of wanted to let you know that. So, who was the one person that had the most influence in your recovery other than your higher power?
1: Detailed Dave, brother. <laughs> I, walked, I walked into a meeting, and I asked this guy, Steve, uh, who's actually also passed on now. I said, hey, man, will you sponsor me? And he said, no. <laughs> and I was like, wow, you know, because, I mean, I was full-blown. I had the gift of desperation. Um, I knew that you people had what I wanted and I full-blown walked straight in there and walked straight up to Steve. The reason why I walked up to him is because it, it looks like somebody I used to would, would have run with. You know <laughs> what I mean? And I, I didn't even know what I was looking for, but I knew I needed a sponsor, and I knew this dude was was there. He was there the last time I was there, and he's he obviously was doing something. But I asked him, I said, will you sponsor me? He said, no. And he pointed over at this little dude sitting over there in the corner who was actually talking with another newcomer. And uh, the dude turned around. He's got little Coke bottle glasses, you know, and he looked – I don't even know what Orville Redenbacher looks like, but that's what comes to mind. And uh, there was de- Detail Dave, man, and um, and that dude right there, man. He he grabbed me by the hand, and he put my hand smooth right deep off into God's hand. And there's no doubt. And um, the things that he, the 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 way that that was designed, that God designed that was beautiful. And uh, you know, he sponsored multiple people. He actually ran a detail business, and everybody that worked for him was uh, was. Um, in the program, you know, pretty much newcomers he would take and put him to work. And man, he changed. So, you know, he helped change. He helped God change so many lives. It was unbelievable. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the journey that, uh, he was on was growing and, and enlarging and perfecting and, and, um, and he just, uh, that's the dude right there, man, you know, and I'll never forget, uh, what he, you know, I'll never forget, you know, I, there's so many pertinent things that, that happen every day in my life and it just it just I just remember something that he said or something
0: that you know he pointed me in that direction, you know. That's cool. That is so cool. So the topic for this episode is I know, you know, one of one I've heard you speak on in in several meetings, but the the, the topic of this episode is lurking notions and you know for our listeners out there You know, you can find that in more about alcoholism, Um, one of my favorite chapters in the big book. But, you know, the lurking notions. um, And so, you know, Dan, could you expand a little bit on the lurking notions and and what does that mean to you? And how do you share your experience, strength and hope with others um, on that on that subject? Well for me, you know, to, uh, a lurking notion to me would just
1: seem like seems like a good idea. Seems like the thing to do, right? And 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 you know, a lurking notion might be something like um you know, you know, everything's going pretty good, you know, it's a beautiful day. Sure. And uh, you know, I mean uh, you know, maybe just just a little drink or something, you know, would just make it, you know, so much nicer, you know, and uh and, um, or, you know, it, it may be, um, it may be something that looks like, um, man, uh, you know, that money's just sitting there on the table and, uh, you know, they probably wouldn't even miss it, you know? And, uh, and, uh, so it's, it's, it's my disease that, uh, to me, it's the disease that's whispering in my ear that lies to me, man. It, it tells me, man, everything's going to be all right, man. If you just... If you just do this, no big deal. You know, nobody's even looking. Nobody cares. Um, No problem, you know. And uh, you're not hurting anybody but yourself, you know. And, um, I mean, you know, it's not like you're hurting anybody. So if you're not hurting anybody else, what's the big deal, right? Right. Um, And these are all things. They're just that that little disease, that little lie that comes up in the back of the brain. And if I start listening to that, then problems start coming. And and the way it can look to me is my boss, he, he didn't quite talk to me right today. He, he, he kind of was very rude to me, you know, and, and doesn't he know everything that I do for him, you know, yeah. right? right. And, yeah. uh, and that to me is, uh, is where the lurking notion starts. And, and if I fall into that, and, um, and, and you know what, that's one of the things that uh, that has just kept me, kept my nose to the grindstone in this program because I've been out there, Teddy. I live for years out there, you know. It took me 32 years to get to the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, I've had them good ideas. I've ran with them. You know, I mean, I'm a liar, thief, and a cheat, brother. I'll, You know, I mean, if it ain't bolted down, I'll steal it. Amen. You know what I mean? That's, that's, like that's left to my own devices. Amen. And I know that maybe a lot of people out there ain't like that. But, you know, that's how I grew up, you know. And, um, and uh, you know, the lurking notion, see, it changed from my conscious talking to me, which I believe would be the Holy Spirit saying, hey, Dan, you ought not do that. To The flip side is, is man, you should do that because you know it's the thing to do right
0: and you know it's amazing cuz you know i mean you have 20 what 20 20
1: just got over yeah. 21 years yeah
0: yeah i mean and, and and that's amazing to hear that you know i mean after 20 years of of of, of sobriety that you know you that you still have that, that it still pops up every once in a while, because I know that you've, you know, recovered from a hopeless state of mind, and body I know that God has removed your obsession, you know, in, of, of the mind. But, you know, the, the thing is, is this isn't a graduating program. You know, it I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. And that's the way that I think, you know, and, you know, that's where I believe that that cunning, baffling and powerful come in. You know that that is, um, you know. So, guys, you know, if if you are out there and you know you are just sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know, there is an answer. You know, um, very very in in your local area, and we strongly suggest that you know, if you are just if if you you want to give it a shot, you know, man, find a meeting. We will gladly, you know. Um, Returns your your pain and misery if, if if it doesn't work for you. But so Dan, tell us a little bit more about what it was like because I know your story and and you know God's done some incredible things in your life that you know by no means that you you know expected. But I know that um, a part of a part of your your story is incarceration and, and some prison time.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I never graduated to the big school, but as a kid growing up, you know, the influences were, you know, kind of a gang type mentality, you know, the you know, where I grew up, you know, you know, everybody kind of looked up to the HA, you know, the motorcycle club and, and, you know, you know, I had one rule, you know, one rule, one rule, that's it, man, just be cool, man, no matter what if, if you don't know the answer, don't ask questions cause you look stupid. Right. And, um, and just have a good time, man. And, uh, you know, and, um, and, and at anybody's expense, it doesn't matter. So, so I grew up, uh, uh, you know, I, earlier on, um, I got, I got, uh, meth, you know, a big part of my story is meth, you know, and, uh, and when I was about, you know, 16, I started, uh, I started, uh, doing that, you know, big time, uh, you know, I do, uh, um, maintenance shots in the morning, in the afternoon, and at night, you know. And, um, and, uh, so, uh, I went from being a junkie to a, uh, learned how to mass produce it, you know. And so I was cooking a lot of meth, and, uh, and I, uh, I, I ended up getting caught, you know, I was toting guns and had a shooting and, uh, uh, ended up, uh, getting busted. Uh, you know, I got three class A felonies out of it, um, you know. I had I had uh, lost my life since I got my first DUI when I was sixteen. When I was eighteen, I celebrated my eighteenth birthday locked up in the youth authority. Like I was telling you, about the time I was twenty-two, you know, twenty, you know, in my twenties, man, I was in and out of jail all the time. You know, mostly all county time. Um, and then um, I got busted for the good last time. And uh, um, like I say, I caught them three class A felonies. Um, I got busted with guns and drugs and and. Uh, Uh, what do they call that abusing peace officers you know what i mean Uh, actually they abused me i think but anyways uh you know it doesn't look good when you when you have a conflict with a few cops you know so anyways uh um that's when we 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 left we came to texas um we're relocated which geographical location change is really good you know the problem is i was still on titanic i just changed seats sure um so i left all the drugs in california for the most part I, i i didn't uh and uh, and I went to drinking out here, you know, and and it worked for about eight more years, um, but at the end of my drinking career, you know, I was I was seriously thinking that I need to. Um, I remember I got went out and I bought some dope off some guy, and and I'm drinking heavy and and partying over at a friend of mine's house, and uh, and what would end up happening is I'd make it home just before seven o'clock in the morning, and I'd be sitting in my driveway, and and uh, man, I I don't know, I just couldn't make it in the house, you know. Um, but anyways, um, um, anyways, that, uh, uh, that, uh, that lifestyle growing up, that alcoholism, once I came down to Texas, um, you know, it all caught up with me at that point. Um, so, uh, it was 121.02, you know, I got, I got, uh, the, the gift of desperation sitting right out there in that truck. Um, and, um, um, you know, that's when, uh. I started, uh, I came into this program recovery and, and started working it. And like I can say I met that guy, Dave, and, and he worked me through this deal. Um, I've uh, been around and I've, I've heard a lot of speakers and a lot of people talking. And one time uh, there's, there's a guy who wrote uh, one of the stories in the back of the big book, Lyle P. I was up in uh, Crested Butte uh, listening to him talk, and he talked about getting a presidential pardon because he was the pilot. Uh, That got his wings clipped, or I forget how it's written in a big book, but uh, and great story, that guy, man. He just, you know, just awesome, powerful story about a pilot who got arrested drunk driving, (laughs) drunk Uh, flying, I guess you call it, (laughs) (laughs) with 300 and something people sitting behind him. And that's who I'd want flying, right? Anyways, and he landed perfect and everything. They came and they arrested him, and uh, he did a couple years in the penitentiary. And uh, while he was in there, he got a hold of the program of recovery, AA. And, uh, started helping people. And lo and behold, when he got out, um, he started, uh, continued working with people and, uh, ended up, man, somebody, he got, he ended up getting a presidential pardon. And I was sitting next to a guy named Wayne H. Uh, who's one of our members around here. Great, great, great guy. incredible. Uh, just, just one of my, you know, one of my guys and, and I, and I elbowed Wayne and I go, Hey man, I said, do you think I could get a pardon? And he said, we need to start working on that. And, um, And, you know, I I called it playing ping pong with the state of California, you know, because I've been in Texas, you know, since 95. And uh, this is 2015. Um, After two years, you know, uh, a funny part about this, Teddy, is uh, there was a a, I called this guy up and and once I applied for this gubernatorial pardon is what they call it. I applied for it. And um, in the in a a, you know, I applied for it and they sent I sent the paperwork. They sent me a bunch of paperwork back. I sent it back to him. Well, anyways, I got a name of a guy that was, uh, and he was the head of parole. He was the of the state of California, and um, his name was Tim uh, B. I don't know if I should say his last name or not. But anyways, he was the head of parole for California, and uh, I, I ended up getting his number. I called the 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 not the White House, but the state of whatever it is over there. And I called him and I said, "Hey man, this is Dan, and uh, you know I applied for a and I said, "Well, how does mine look?" And he said, "Well, it looks about normal." And I was like, "Oh, okay, well." Well, hey, man, I was just wondering, you know, uh, how many people have applied? And he said, well, this year, 14,000. And, man, I'll tell you what, I just like, oh, man, well, I'll probably. You know, I said, you know, is mine special? Or, you know, I was asking him questions. He's like, no, no, you're, you know, it's whatever, run of the mill. So uh, I didn't think much of it. I did I did have some more communications going back and forth. They were asking me some questions. So it was the second year after I applied for this thing of playing ping pong. You know, I got to tell you, Teddy, the program of Alcoholics Anonymous I would have given up long ago had it not been for this program and and teaching me to continue and to stay the course and to be, you know, just just they're asking questions, just answer them honestly and that's what I did, man. I got honest about everything, man. I sent these people, you know, and told them about myself and what's going on in my life. And um lo and behold, man, um um in 2015 I got a phone call on Christmas and they said that uh You've been granted a gubernatorial pardon from the state of California. Now I got all my rights back. I got all my gun rights back. I got every single right. I'm a full blown American citizen again, just with no limitations. And the cool part about this deal is, is that a gubernatorial pardon. It's, it's your 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 slate's rubbed clean, man. It's gone. You know. Yeah, sure. There's a record of it somewhere, locked away or whatever. But as far as you know. Uh, going to buy a gun or whatever, man, all that stuff, man, it's just, uh, I, you know, I, I, I have a concealed carry license. You know what I'm wow. saying? How does that happen, man? You know? And, uh, when I got my pardon, there was another dude in there with me and, uh, his name's, uh, he, he plays a play y'all might know. Uh, uh he's in, and, and I'm not, I should probably shouldn't drop names, but you know, he plays, he, he plays a, a role called Iron Man, you know? And, and his, his name's, you know, Bob, you know, and,
0: uh, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I, close enough. I'll say no yeah, more. Anyways,
1: uh, he got one too, man. And, uh, from what I hear, man, he's, he works at dynamite program recovery too, you know? And, uh, and, uh, I think it's awesome because, you know, that's just proof in the pudding brother of, of what happens if you keep coming in here. So, so me and him got a pardon and, uh, you know what, I know why he got a pardon in a sense, because, not just because he's working his program recovery diligently, and, and I hope and pray that he is, man, you know, and I think it's really cool. But, um, you know, it's, you know, his stature, you know, who he is is really something, you know, but me, man, I'm just a dude out in Texas, man, you know, and I, and the governor that gave me a pardon, you know, I'm not affiliated with his deal or whatever or nothing, man, there's no reason for me. And, you know, because uh, I know why the reason why I got a pardon is because I have a relationship with the Lord, you know what I mean? Amen. And my Lord and Savior, man, and, and so I, I lay it all on Him. You know, all that good stuff that happens to me, I absolutely blame my Lord and Savior, you
0: know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, and, you know, to think of, you know, 14,000. 28,000. 28, yeah, 28,000 people, you know, and, you know, that's just proof in the pudding that, you know, this, this program works, you know, this program works. And, you know, I mean, I call, you know, our, 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 our meetings church, you know, for me and, you know, the, the, the opportunity that I get to see more miracles, you know, than most people see in a lifetime or ever, you know, ever get to see, um, from, you know, from, from, a, a, the, the pew inside of a, a church, because, we get to see people come to life. We get to see lives change. You know, we've read in the big book that we're given a, a reprieve, you know, a 24 hour reprieve. But, you know, for someone that get, you know, if you ask somebody on death row, would, would you rather have a reprieve or a pardon? Mm. The pardon's always there. You know, I mean, but I, I'm, I'm good with the reprieve because I know that I still got to do the work tomorrow. And that is, you know, so, so cool. And, you know, the, the, to know you and and to know Miss Amy and to know what a saint she is and that, that you guys are you know I mean you're a team and it's an it's an incredible thing to to witness and it's an incredible thing to experience and and you know I just I know the uh, Really and truly, that you know, God has His hand on 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 your life and your family's life, and I've been able to see you know some of those miracles you know come to fruition, and you know it's 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 an you know an inspiration to me. I'll I'll tell you that much. So you know, let me let me ask you because you know it said you know we all know of of Bill, and matter of fact, you know, at at first, you know, when they were writing the big book, you know, in the first edition. The, the challenge was that everybody thought that they had to have a big white light experience, you know, like a bill experience, you know, that it just happened overnight. And that's how they, they found the God of their understanding. Um, and then, you know, they added on from the educational variety. Um, could you just share with us a little bit about how you established um, your relationship with your power power and you know, how do you enhance that today, and what's it look like today? So for me,
1: um, like I say, Detail Dave, man, we did. Um, and uh, uh, he's went to the big meeting in the sky, you know, uh, Dave Hartlob. He, uh, nobody knew him by that. They all knew him by Double D or Detail Dave, <laughs> Sure, and that was it. Um, but anyways, uh, we used to do book studies, uh, and if, uh, you know, and so what we would do is on Sunday mornings, we would meet at Dave's shop at about eight o'clock in the morning. There was about 10 of us that would go there and we would do uh, non AA approved literature. And we would study books like Emmett Fox sermon on the mound, um, Chuck C and new pair of glasses, um, you know, the power of now by Eckhart Toll, um, and, uh, you know, other books by, uh, uh, Emmett, you know, um, power through constructive thinking and, uh, you know, there was so much to it, um, but really, the, the the sermon on the mound, I think, was the first one that we did. And for whatever reason, man, the beginning of that book, man, it just it knocked my socks off, and I wanted more. And Dave reached up on his up on top of the uh, drawers there and had an old ratty. Uh, 12 step recovery Bible. And he handed that to me. And I don't know that that was Dave's MO to hand out Bibles, uh, but, um, but he, he ended up, uh, turning into a good, uh, you know, Christ follower and, and he, uh, that's, you know, that's what he handed me, man. And, um, you know, when he handed me something, I took notice and I, and I, and I checked it out, you know, and, and, uh, that's, that's where it, it started for me. Um, and so the, the growth that come of that, uh, working these steps and, like I say, the proof in the pudding, you know, this, this experience it goes from the head of being, well, I see it working in him, you know, it works in my sponsor. Gee, maybe it'll work for me, you know, so I start practicing this stuff. And the next thing you know, I don't just think it works for him. I have experience in my life. So, so all of a sudden this stuff becomes incorporated in my knower. So I deep, I know it deep down in my knower now, you know, and, uh, so I know it, you know, I don't think it, I know it. So that's where it changes, you know, and, and, um, and that's, uh, you know, for me today, you know, um, like I was telling you earlier, you know, I'm a, I'm a minister of recovery at my church, you know, and, and, and I attend a, a first Baptist church and, you know, it's not that I'm, you know, that that's, that's my, my brand, you know, it's, oh, you know, this and that, man, and I'll tell you what, there's only one church, man. And one church only, that's it, man. And Christ is the head of it. Uh, as far as Christianity is concerned, you know, you got all these different denominations and sects and all this stuff, and that's all cool in the gang because I think people need that. You know, it's normal and natural. But, but for me, you know, I know, um, you know, for me, that's that's what it looks like, Christ, man, and uh, and you know, and uh, man, I'll tell you, you know, it's just nothing but love and uh, nothing but uh, full blown um, um, grace, man, and and, and 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 so I have an example of that grace, you know. And, um, and my, my job is to try to grow an image and likeness of my creator. Like it says in step six, anybody, you know, in your title become a, a, a man, you know, anybody who's, who's trying to practice this on a daily basis, you know? And so, so that's what it looks like, you know, and, and, um, and so there's a lot to it, you know, and, and it's service and, and recovery and, uh, and helping others, you know, and, and, and trying to be positive with people you know there's there's no room here man teddy there's no room there's the churches have no right to tell people that oh you need to dress a certain way you need to, you know now you need to come to god that's what you need to do man and uh it's beautiful man so so that's where i'm at you know what i mean and uh and that's what it looks like to me today is is and i love it just to be helpful that's my only aim you know and like i say uh, the the part for me that, that hurts that 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 i you know, I see people and I say, man, I just, you know, I wish I could just, you know, just, just give you a little bit of this so you could understand, so you could come with me and ride with me and do this deal,
0: you know? No, I mean, you know, and, and that's the, the, the cool thing about this is, you know, it, it, it's a God of our understanding. And, you know, you know, again, it that's what works for you. And that's the coolest thing about it. And, you know, by no means, because it says that, you know, we do not, sh- you know, we we do not, you know, sh- shed away from you know the 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 religious or the the the, the clergy or those type things, and in fact, we advise that you do. So um, I'm 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 a big believer, and you know, I consider myself a friend of the carpenter. Um, you know, and the thing that the lesson that I've continued to to be taught is, you know, I, I now that I have a higher power, I should be living at a higher level you know and that's in my thoughts my actions and those type things and you know luckily i'm by no means (laughs) will i ever get this thing right i hope you know or or perfect but i don't have to you know this program tells us that it's amen you know but so dan you know with with, with all that being taken said what what do you do today when the The shit shit hits the fan
1: well, the biggest thing I've learned is to pause and agitate or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. So when I'm hit with something that's really tripping me out, and flipping my lid, you know, I need to stop and step back. Um, you know, there's, there's things that happen in life, you know, and, and they need to be taken care of immediately, you know, but, um, you know, I had it, I had a, a deal last, uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, and, um. Uh, and it and it really blindsided me and I was really upset about it and it had to do with uh, um my church and some people in it and some things going on and they weren't treating recovery. You wanna piss old Dan off if you start messing with my programs or you know, my my <laughs> my, my you know what, you what I mean? Bet. my, hey, or my yeah. CR you start right. messing with them, yeah. that's a problem, you know. So I was upset but uh you know, one of the one of the pastors of the church, uh, I had an email all wrote out, man. All I had to do was hit send, but I paused, you know, and and I and I and I put it to the side just for just for you know the end of that day, and then the weekend went by. But um, during that weekend, I had a I had a power, uh, friend of mine, pastor. He walked up to me and he laid it on out about how he understood and he knew what was going on and and uh, and that he really really appreciated us, Amy and I. He was actually made amends to Amy and I that that we were graceful enough to, uh, to be okay, you know, and that, that, uh, he realized what was going on. You know, that's just an example of, of pausing, you know, and, 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 and not being so reactive, you know, because this whole deal is a spiritual deal is, you know, a profound alteration in our reaction to life, you know, and, and that's where it's at, you know? So, you know, that's, that's something that, uh, that I try to practice when it hits the fan. Um, you know,
0: you know, and, 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 again that's that's it's probably some of the best vi- advice that uh that you could, that you could give you know because i know that if if i don't pause then i'm going to react and when i react i naturally react out of my character defects and i don't respond out of the virtues in which that you know my higher power is, has has installed in me you know from the very beginning i just bastardized them you know from that standpoint i'm going to lighten up the load a little bit brother um if if you had the opportunity to have a superpower, what would it be and what does that say about you? Oh
1: man, it's a no brainer, man. I'd be a healer, dude. Oh, I like, I like it. it. I'd be a healer. That's it, brother. <laughs> no, and, and, what's that say about me, man? I, I would I would love to be able to walk up to somebody who is who is in a bind, you know, like in a wheelchair or something, and be able to walk up and just say and do the deal, you know, and and uh and i would just spend all my time just walking around tripping out man yeah that would, that's what i would yeah, do yeah, man
0: yeah that would be cool you know i mean you know i could i could see you with with, with those powers just walking down the, you know down the the row of the hospital you know it'd be really cool so let me ask you brother if um if dan was putting on was able to put on a dinner party and he had three invites and those invites could go to you know historical you know figures what would that, you know, what what invites would you send out and who would they be? Hmm.
1: Three historical figures, huh? Well, you know, three historical figures, man. I I mean, of course, you know, the carpenter, you know what I mean? Sure. I'd have to be tripping off some stuff he'd be throwing down. Um and, uh, you know, probably, you know, just, just off the top of my head, you know, probably I love me some blues, you know. Sure. And uh, so I'd like to trip with old uh, Jimmy, you know what I mean? <laughs> you bet. And uh, just, uh, uh, and, 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 you know, and uh, just uh, probably Stevie Ray Vaughan, man, just to hang out for a little bit, you know what I mean?
0: That is, I mean, you know. That,
1: that, you guys, that, I know why they passed that, early, that, you that, know.
0: That's exactly <laughs> that, right.
1: The good Lord's got them up there strumming. That's exactly, you know and
0: that's one hell of a band. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know, the 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 cool thing is, is I don't know if I have ever shared this with you or not, but when I went before, way before I was at ever got ready. But you know, I, I've been I've been around this program for a long time before I decided to get into it, and um, I believe it was the um, the year that Stevie um, that Stevie Ray died. So it was it might have been eighty seven or or, or, or eighty eight. Um, but I had, you know, I thought that I, you know, you know, probably had some back issues and need to get some folks out for my back or whatever. And I was living in Austin, Texas, and I showed up at a 230 um, AA meeting in the morning um, at an AA meeting. And the greeter there was Stevie Ray. Wow. And, um, you know, and it was. There was no ego, and here I am, an Uber fan, you know, a, a lead singer for a hair band in the '80s, and you know, all you know, just love Stevie Ray, and um, and and literally walked up to me, shook my hand, said, "Hey man, I'm Steve, and um, we sure are glad you're here," and just kind of blew me away the humility in that in that dude. It was a, it, yeah, it definitely sticks out. So, you know, I mean, I know you're happy and I know that um how many kids do you have? I got 3. 3. Yeah.
1: And how old? Uh I think Taylor's 30 now, Will's 26, and Sydney's 23 going to be 24 in a minute.
0: Well, man, I, I will tell you this much that uh that you know God has you know God has blessed you, you know, um and and you know that and and I know that, but the the the, the message that you know we really and truly want to you know, get out to our, to our listeners, and you know, if you're a first time listener or uh, coming back for more, we want to let you know number one that you're not alone, and you know, if, if if you knew me or Dan, you know, we could very easily say, man, if if if, if we could do it, anybody can do it. Absolutely. You know, um, I make the joke that you know I'm AA for dummies, you know, because it took me so long to get here, but the thing is, is it took what it took um for me to get sick and tired and me to be you know willing to follow some suggestions and you know that's what it takes you know just keep you know the the 99% of the battle is just showing up and if you are listening to this this you know nobody has walked into an AA room and thought it was Walmart you know and so you know if if you're looking for a uh, you know uh, the answer to maybe getting over some of that you know you're that hopeless and that that ir- irritability restless and discontent you know we suggest that you you find a local meeting you you go in and you know it, if you if if you if you don't dig that one, don't quit. Try another one because um, the answer's out there, and there are millions and millions of folks that are more than happy to welcome you in and love on you. So, Dan, what's your favorite quote that we use in AA?
1: Shoot, probably you know twenty four hours at a time. You know, one day at a time.
0: No, that's, you know, and and I ask that because, you know, we have a boatload of bumper stickers, what I call them in NAA, and the title of the show is Nothing Changes and Nothing Changes, which is one of those. Um, but so let me ask you this, brother. If you had the attention of the entire world for three minutes, what would you say?
1: Well, I'd probably say today's the day, you know, enjoy, enjoy where you're at doing what you're doing and, um, you know, it, you know, accept who you are, what you are, you know, this back to that, that, that first question we talked about, you know, about there, not the first, but what would I tell my 18 year old self, you know, that, that, you know, that, that, you know, life is, you know, especially here in America, you know, that we're, man, we're so blessed, you know, and, and we have everything we need at our fingertips and, and I think that um, we just need to recognize that, you know, that, that, you know, we, we, we pretty much have everything we need, you know, I don't care where you're at here. You have the opportunity to have everything you need, you know, it's just finger, you know, an arm's length away. Right. And I'm not talking about a drink. I'm talking about, you know, um, life and being able to live life and to to being able to grab a hold and do what, what it is that you want to do, you know, that your aspirations are. And I think that, uh, you know, that, that, you know, that, that we have aspirations, you know, and that, that we should, uh, we should go for it. You know, I think that so many times people, uh, say, well, I can't do that or, or, you know, oh, "I you know, I better not, or, or it'll be too much trouble, you know, and, um, and that don't lead nowhere,
0: you know? No, that's, I mean, again, brother, I, I could not say thank you enough for taking the time out of, out of, out of your busy schedule to come in here and to share your experience, strength, and hope with, With our listeners and with me, I know that, you know, every single time that you and I get the chance to to spend, you know, some one on one time and to spend some time, you know, talking about recovery and talking about, you know, the real stuff of what it's like and what it looks like to recover, because, you know, luckily every day that um, because I've never been so this, you know, this sober for this long since I was 15 years old. So every day is a new day. And a new way, you know, for me to practice this way of life. And man, I am so honored that I get to be on this journey with with, with you and with guys like you that feed into my life, that, you know, that want what's best for me and, they, and that honestly do. And, you know, you were one of the cats that loved me until I could love myself. And for that, man, I, I'm eternally grateful for for you, your program, you know, the program that you run. And just for you as a human being, man, I love you, and I want you to know that. Love
1: you too, brother. Right back at you.
0: You know, um, you know, we gotten pretty much close to the to 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 the the end zone, and I, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean on you for just one more question. Um, what's the one question that you wish I might have asked you, and how would you have answered it? Hmm,
1: man, shoot, wow, man, mind boggler. You know, um. Just uh, uh, you know, just this this one day at a time thing. You know how do you do it. You know, and one thing is, is that uh, you know, if I got one one foot in tomorrow and one to, one in yesterday, then I'm crapping all over today, right? <laughs> I Like that. So the past is nothing but guilt, and the future is nothing but fear, right? Um, so so we got to uh, we got to stay in the moment. We got to stay in the here and now. So let's let's stay where our feet are, like you say. You know, you say that all the time. Um, you know, and and, and and here's the cool part about that. This is the great discovery. This is the great discovery. This is the key. My God is where I am. And you know what his name is, the I am, right? That's right. Where I am, he is, okay? So what we're looking for, we're looking with. I mean, we're looking for God, but God's with us, right? Where I am, he is. Here I am. So here I am, you know? And I like one thing, too, that, uh, you know, that uh, the carpenter said, he said, uh, tend my sheep, you know. And uh, so here we are, Teddy. We're doing this deal, man. And you know what, man? Um, to be of service, to be of help, um, is getting out of self just enough just to uh, to think about and to consider somebody else. And you know what? You know what that makes? It makes all my problems go away. If I can consider your problems for just a minute, I'm not thinking about me. So... And, you know, just let's just do this just for just for now. You know, that's
0: true. That's I mean, truth, brother, truth. Well, guys, I want to say thanks again for for tuning in and allowing us to be a a part of of your journey for today. Hopefully that, you know, again, if if you got you know, anything out of this, because I sure know that I did um, do us a favor. Hit like hit subscribe, share us, um, you know, because we want this message to go out to anybody who you know, is looking for a change, is looking for, you know, a new way of life. And, you know, a lot of people don't don't believe that it's possible. And we're here to tell you that it is. We're here to tell you that you're not alone. Um, And we're here to tell you that we're here for you. And that's the greatest thing about this program is I discovered a group of my people that get me and that understand me and that love me, even though they do. But so, guys, again, thank you. We love you. And I'll see you when I see you if you don't see me first. Thank
1: you.